This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. After an eight-year run, the Des Bryant era in Dallas is over. Cowboys officially part ways with their veteran wide receiver today after a brief visit with Jerry Jones here at the Star in Frisco. We're inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio for instant reaction, breaking it all down. Rob Phillips joined, as always, by Nick Eatman, Brian Broadus, Mickey Spagnola. Guys, this is about three, four months in the making, and it looked like the meeting between Jerry and Dez that was long-awaited lasted, I don't know, maybe a half hour or something like that. Left the building. Mick, you saw him? Yes. Uh, said his goodbyes. Got, his, got in his car, said, um, didn't say too much to too many people. Uh, I think he went in the weight room, greeted a couple of the guys who greeted him when he first showed up. Uh, had two, I'm guessing, buddies, a driver, somebody else in the car with him. And I'm told he said, I'll see you guys twice this year. So let your imaginations wander with that one. Hmm. Well, I think everyone kind of thought that he was if he does you know he's going to sign with another team when he does it's, it's going to be somebody on this schedule maybe maybe he's already got something in the works there who knows um of course that would be tampering if it was but uh, i i think overall i mean it, we we saw this coming for a while it's still surprising though it's still there's something about it that just was watching him and you know we actually saw him drive off it's you know it was kind of a surprising thing it just too many. The the timing of everything appeared that this was going to happen. Just if you look at with the uh, the OTAs, the workouts all starting on Monday. Uh, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Jason Garrett, Will McClay, they waited till really the last possible minute to get this uh, to done. They, they, you know, they had opportunities uh, if they were going to bring him back. Uh, they had opportunities for that. They could have told him the plans, but Des went a long time without hearing anything from uh, the front office here. And so as you started to see things with the signings of the free agents that they had with Hearns, Thompson, then you look at what they've done with the 30 visits, how they've worked guys out. It just became very clear to me. And I said it on our roundtable that I I just too many things were lining up for this day to happen. I I just never felt like that they were going to, to bring him back under these circumstances. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, decisions made by the front office. Uh, You know, Jerry Jones talked about, once again, input from a lot of different voices. And that's always been his style. And whether that's the coach, other front office members, maybe even some players there all had a hand in this one. Get the idea that there was a consensus on what they wanted to do, but the last person that had to sign off on it was Jerry Jones. I don't think Jerry Jones wanted to release Des Bryant. Yeah. I don't. I this this goes back to very much the you know, Jerry Jones his uh say what you want. I, I think the love he has for his players reminds me so much of what Al Davis, the love he has. Al Davis would br- blame the coaches before he blamed the player. And I think Jerry Jones really does love Des Bryant. And I, I think that some things just not think they lined up. There were people that lined up and said, We cannot have him here anymore and Jerry is a very good listener he is a very good listener and you know when you have a large number of people that are lining up against people or against a guy or whatever he he's going to make that decision and and this was one I think it was very painful for him to have to make is this a good move I'm still torn by it because we got 
I guess we should really, uh, read the release yeah. that, that the Cowboys put out. It was a statement from Jerry, uh, but it doesn't say why. And yeah. I, I think you can go down a lot of avenues yeah. on why. I think it takes a lot of nerve to do what they did. And I'll just. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, it, at the moment, if he were to have stayed, he would have been the best wide receiver on this football team and certainly the most accomplished receiver. But you know what? They did this in 2009. They got rid of an all pro, Pro Bowl wideout who was less than a year into a big time extension, Terrell Owens. And I'm not directly comparing the two, but they did it. That was a chemistry move. And this this was probably mostly a production move, but I bet there might be a little bit of locker room involvement here in terms of helping the locker room out. Stephen Jones came out earlier in the offseason and said, first time I think I've heard anybody say this, some of his off-sideline stuff could be a distraction. He's got to do a better job of handling his emotions. I think that probably was at least a little bit of a factor here. Well, they, didn't, they didn't let him then. You know, I mean, the, 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 I, I see that. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and, and I, I don't know exactly which side of the fence I'm on here, but, but I've heard them say that kind of stuff, like he needs to do better at this and he needs to do better at that, but he didn't get the, he's not getting the chance here to do that. Right. But I'll answer that first. I mean, I, I threw it out there, and I want Brian's take. I think this won't be a good move unless they do something with this money. If they're going to save money, then they need to spend the money. I, I don't. I, they need to do something else. They cut Dez because they are going to get this player or trade for this player. They better not be done because what are you saving money for? I will say this. They needed to free up some money just to have money under the cap to get your draft picks done and all that kind of stuff. But I hear you. I mean, no. they, there was other guys to cut for that. You, I could have right, done yeah. that. You could have done that. Brian, I'm so, so what you're saying, if if – are you excluding them using that money to extend Zach Martin? Because yeah. if you extend Zach Martin, it should cost less than his $9 million. Right, right. So there's got to be another rain pot at the end of the rainbow that you're looking for to use the $8 million. It rains I, a lot in Seattle. Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, I, the, 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 the employer is doing his best be right there. now to, to try and convince Yes, I want it. them to go get Earl Thomas. That's yeah. what I want them to do, or go get a safety that they can spend this money on. Yeah, I, I think that in, in, in Cowboy Nation eyes, if, if they sit here and – and giving the money to Zach Martin is is a is a, a, a the right thing to do, but yeah, I, I think that the Cowboys, if they really really wanted to to say, okay, we did this to try and as the last line help our football team, the best interest. We of our, did this because yeah, exactly the the best interest of our football team. I, I feel like though that if you know Seattle's sitting there without a second round pick, they don't have a third round pick either. But if you're sitting there and you say, okay. We took Des Bryant's money and we went and got one of the best safeties in the National Football League, you know, and said Seattle. And I think you, I think Seattle is a little bit over a barrel right now. I really, really do. And I haven't talked to John about it at all. And but I, I know that they don't have a second round pick. They don't have a third round pick, you know. And if he, and John Snyder is well aware that he's going to have a difficult time resigning this guy after next year. So John might be in the mode of let's get something now and go. Now you're right, Nick. It, you you go make a move and you go get something like that because you released Ed's Bryant. Now you're, that's considered a good football move. Yeah. You're going to pay a safety fourteen million dollars a year because that's what he wants. Yeah, I think that you have to. I think that you have to look at everything is negotiable in my opinion. He 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 wanted Seattle wanted a one and a three, 
and you're going to give them a two, and you're going to tell them that's my best offer. Whether you could take the one and the two, or you could you could try for a one and a three, but I'm giving you the fiftieth overall pick, John Snyder. If you don't want that, then I'm gonna I'll go I'll go trade that fifty, go up and t- and try and draft Derwin James. But I'm not taking him on a one year deal. No, you're not. But but that's what I'm saying. How bad does Earl? If you're going to make this trade, you want the opportunity to sign Earl to. And again, we're talking about yeah, a trade yeah. when it's about Des Bryant. Well, but 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 but, but, but yes, it's got to be a take, domino. You should take that money and try and make your football team better. I agree, and that and and I I hear what you're saying about one year deal. If if they were to do that, and we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves on on that particular player, but he did chase down Jason Garrett before he went to the locker room and said, "Come get me." Yeah, there were so. I'm just saying he may not be looking for one year's one year deal, anyways. He, he's he's not. But the, the thing about it is, it's you would not make this trade unless you said, "I want the opportunity to talk to him first. Yeah, I, give me permission to talk to the player and his representative. If they can hammer something out, then make the trade. If they can't, you know, like I said, you got the draft. You've brought in several guys to have that opportunity. They're not Earl Thomas. But there's several guys that, that could that could help. We're just speculating on that player, but 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 we're just talking about, or I, I am, and I think Brian agrees. I mean, if they're going to cut him. It's got to be for for something because he yeah. he was fitting under the cap. It I see what you're work. doing. You're trying to say why would you let Des Bryant go? Well, it's got to be a reason yeah. because he was fitting under the cap. It was going to work. Yeah, it was going to work, but it would have been I think thirty million bucks under the cap committed to your wide receivers in a run first offense. And we've been saying that on our shows. I know Dave was hitting this really hard. Like something's got to give, right? I mean, you yeah. can't, you can't allocate that much resource, that many resources. Haven't even one, position. one of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's where I was going to. Let me read this. One of those guys could be there. Let me read this official statement from Jerry real quick. Cause Mick, he's right about that. Yeah. To that. He said, as an organization, we hold Des Bryant in the highest regard. We're grateful for his passion, spirit and contributions to this team for the past eight years. He will always be a valued member of our family. Des and I share a personal and professional relationship. That's very strong. And he's one of just a handful of players with whom I have become close to over the past 30 years. This was not an easy decision. It was made based upon doing what we believe is in the best interest of the Dallas Cowboys. We arrived at this crossroad collectively with input from several voices within the organization. Ultimately, we determined it was time to go in a new direction. So a lot of input. As you said, there's not a a clear-cut reason why. And you guys are talking defensive side of the ball, maybe trying to get some help there. Offensively, how does this receiver core look? I mean, does this make the draft a huge need now? Or do you guys have confidence in Alan Hearns to step into that X spot? Well, I think that I think that there's several there's several options they have at at 19 if they want to go. And again, it depends on there's people that might have uh, Sutton from SMU ahead of Moore and Ridley. There might be people that have Moore ahead of both those. I mean, you're going to have an option at 19 to draft a guy. The guy that makes the most sense that would could play the X would be Sutton. He would be the guy. Now, again, with all that being said. Uh, you know, Hearns could play the X for you. If they draft Ridley, he could play the Z. And then you figure out what you want to do with, with Terrence Williams. That's, that could be the route. you got to get Cole Beasley going back on track, too. But they will have an option at 19. Now, what you have to worry about, you have to worry about Baltimore ahead of you at 17, or at, uh, at 16, excuse me, and you have to worry about Seattle trading out of the pick. No, you got to worry about your decision being right, Yeah, that these guys can replace his production on they, the field. They, they've, they've, they're made, they've made that bet, Mickey. Yeah. They've made that I mean, bet. it's a bet. That's, 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 it's that's, not a sure bet. Yeah. 
it, it, this is this is one of those things where you again as a as an organization they've they've put their head down they're going to go forward you know we're, we can question everything they're going to do they honestly believe that they can get somebody to help them in this draft whether it's in the 19 at 50 they believe that they can get somebody with what they currently have on the roster that they can get somebody to replace Des, Des Bryant. So Nick, you're sighing over. No, there. I'm, I'm just I keep looking at this Star Magazine, which. Everybody in here contributed to and has done a lot of good work. Brian, I know, did a, a ton of uh, profiles. And I'm looking at the cover, Sutton, Kirk, James Washington. Yeah. And I'm just thinking one of these guys, and, and it could be more. It could be uh, oh yeah, uh, literally DJ Moore. It could be more guys th- than that. Um, but between 19 and 50, is this going to be a situation where they're like, hey, just take the best guy available at 19. If we don't get the receiver there, there's some good ones we like yeah. at 50. I don't want to turn this into the draft show again, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. They're, they're, they're going to have an opportunity. The problem is some of those guys like Sutton, if you, know, if you want to trade back up in the second round, if, yeah. you want to, if, you, if you want to make a pick at 19 where you take a linebacker and then you want to take 50 and go up, there's a possibility of ways of doing that. But That's I thought it. you already spent that. Yeah, I threw that. To <laughs> well, I'm just, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying if they didn't make the. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I but okay, that's a good point. Let's say that is on the table. Let's say that the, the fifth, the second, and the, maybe the third or something in that range is is going to the northwest. If that, if you knew that, does 19 have to be a receiver? I think you would have to say yes. And they hate doing that. They hate going into but they, draft but, thinking that, yeah, but, that but, way. But, but, they, but they protect themselves in a way where, again, Hearns can play the X. Yeah. You know, if you, again, you draft Ridley, he's a Z. Uh, Moore can play the X or the Z. Sutton, I think, is going to be an X. It's a 6'3 guy. You know, that's a big man that, you know, and we'll see how the development of him is. But I, I don't think they've painted themselves a core because I feel like, though, but again, I just want to say this. You have to worry about a couple of teams ahead of you, and I think you have to worry about the Ravens, and I think you have to worry about the Seahawks. Not that the Seahawks will take a guy that somebody knows now that Dallas is going to take one of these receivers at 19, and all of a sudden Seattle gets their second-round pick back. Seattle gets a third-round pick back yeah, because somebody knows Dallas. Dallas did it to draft Des Bryant. They did it to the Baltimore Ravens. Jerry Jones moved up ahead of Ozzie Newsome to take Des Bryant. I think you have to be concerned. But, yeah. They, they probably feel like they protected themselves with the guys they currently have on the roster. Is it as good as Des Bryant? No, it's not. Is it similar in some ways? Yes. Okay, that, that's great. That's great information. And all of a sudden now it looks like wide receiver. You, you throw in linebacker, you throw in defensive line. I mean, safety. There's, there's a several spots now where they could go in certain directions. And we'll find th- out in a couple of weeks what they do. I think that all along they've kept this very open. I think if you if you think about the 30 visits and who they visit, I think they've kept it open with receivers, with offensive linemen, with linebackers. I think they're very open to the possibility. Last year we saw them visit defensive ends and corners. They really didn't telegraph anything what they're doing so far this year with the way they've kept their 30 visits really open. Let me let me ask you this, and this is hindsight at this point, but how would you evaluate where Des was after the season? and where you think he could have been in this offense going forward if they decided to keep him. I mean, we've seen them do this before as a franchise. They will part ways with a guy maybe a year early before it's a year too late. And Des had two years left on his deal. You know, they did it with, I think, Greg Ellis was a guy, DeMarcus Ware. It doesn't always work out that way. Right. You think he could have worked it out with Dak Prescott on the field? Or do you think they, it, the writing was on the wall, they were not a match 
together on the field. Yeah, I, I think that there is something to be said for that. And I also want to say this about Dak. You know, I think it's high alert for him now, too. Like, I agree. Like, uh, hey, I agree. You know, you've I, – I, and who's to say that this is exactly just them two couldn't get along. But, but I, I think Des was a great – receiver for many years with Tony throwing him the ball yep. and now all of a sudden he forgot how to play I, mean, I don't no one believes that but this is Dak friendly maybe Dez isn't considered Dak friendly anymore that's fine but they better find somebody that can be friendly to it and Dak needs this is a this to me Dak needs to step up and and, and play better as well I mean is it, this isn't just about all of a sudden they don't mesh well I mean yeah. we could be doing an emergency show next year with a lot of changes well you know, that, does this, that's, that's possible. Does this move make this team better? Yeah, I think that's, I, that, that's, a, that's a fair question. That's because a fair question. better in what I regard? Still, I still need. They're not better on April 13th. I still need a lead receiver. I ain't got one. Yeah. Right. All right. I still need an insurance policy at linebacker because I ain't got one. Right. I still need a backup offensive tackle. I don't think I have one, un- un- unless they find a guard. Fleming and, and Fleming yeah, yeah. and and and, and Hale stays at right tackle. Right, and Fleming's my backup. Right. So there's a lot of things they've got to they figure ev- out here they between evidently. now and July 23rd. Right. They, but, ev- but you don't go buy a new house typically unless you you know sell the other one. So that that might I got you. That might be what they're doing here. And but I I'm totally with you. Right now they're not better. They're not a better team than they were yesterday. But. If this move, this money makes them better down the road, we'll see. But as of right now, they're not. But you didn't answer my question. What was it? Do you feel like the Dak Des marriage could have been fixed, or do you think the organization just felt like, look, we're dancing not, around not, it, not, Rob? We're dancing around that <laughs> because that that's that was the big I, question I, at the end of the season, right? Did these say, two play together? I say no. I'll go no. I and there wasn't dislike between I don't them. Know I'm not the saying that. I mean, workings I mean, on that one. I, I'll. I'll, I'll since we in the business of speculation, and I understand Mickey. Mickey's so I mean, old, in I one, mean, I'm asking on the field chemistry. What happened? Why? Why did it? Mickey started? will argue at the end of the end of the playoff run that they were rolling along. What pretty was good. wrong with what he did the year yeah. before? Yeah, right. But but I all I, of a sudden. Yeah, I think all of a sudden, I think teams said, you know what, we're not letting letting you have that. Well, we're that's not, right. We're we're gonna. You're not getting Beasley for seven yards over the middle, and you're not getting Witten anymore. You Dak have to make that throw to Dez, and Dez has to run the right route. I think you're right. To put Dak on blast. I think you're right about all that. all the time. Yeah. And I don't think Dak is capable of doing that kind of stuff that Romo did at that point. At they, this point in his career, he's two point. years in. Yeah, but, but he did. I think 20, it's more about the quarterback than it is about the receiver. Yeah, but so that's did, what I'm saying. But Robert Griffin did it his first year too, and they figured him out too. I mean, I'm just but they figured him out. It wasn't that it was the wide receiver's fault. No, I, I think there are certain routes that are good for Dak, and I think that some of the stuff that the Dez does open. well, the stuff that Dak does well, after a couple of years of seeing that, and coordinators saying, "All right, let's let's take this away." I'm not saying that you, they couldn't do it in year three. Yeah, I mean, they they might have been able to kind of mesh some stuff. If Scott Linehan, he's you know he's highly talented around here. He is another man you need to put on blast. He could have he you know he can work that kind of stuff too. I'm just saying, they they decided after two years, one year was really good. Actually, you know, their years were about the same. Uh, Dez, Dez's stats were about the same. They just weren't winning as many games. See, they're running the but ball, he, though. He, they he threw, they threw more balls, they threw more balls did, this year than they did last the year. The offense overall was more efficient. Okay, and and that's, why that's, hang on, they, Mick, and that's why when you had— Oh, no, the runner, the runner. 
The runner. And yeah, yeah. The runner and the left season. tackle. If yeah, you're a yeah. defensive coordinator, what would you worry about those six games? Yeah. It that's, certainly that's, wasn't that's, Alfred Morris. It's all fair. It wasn't Beasley. That's it wasn't fair. Witten. It's all it fair. It obviously wasn't Williams. No. They said, I'm taking Dez out of this and, and, and see if you can beat me. And they couldn't. That's why I ask about the offensive so, coordinator so, as well. But I say no because I feel like, though, again, could the offensive coordinator, could they scheme stuff up for him? They tried to. They said they, you know, they tried to put him in the slot. They tried to move him around. Yeah, you know. They so could. what happened in 2016? He had a rookie quarterback, a fourth yeah. round pick, and they won 13 games. Yeah, I think again the running game too, Mickey, which you talked about. You, uh, you've all been, right, you've been you've been harping on that, and, and it's right. But so, but that was also so. that was also over a year ago, and and he's now approaching 30 years old. I mean, I guess the question needs to be asked from their mindset. So like, they, did you feel like the they feel skills? Like, yeah. Is that, is that a factor? Did it feel like, okay, he's reaching a point in his career where he's not as dynamic as he's been? And for what he's making, and I, it's not a fit. And I think you know? teams played him differently last year than they did in, in 2016. I, I think that they – Well, that, let me ask you this. Is this more about then the locker room stuff? Not off the field, but is it more about the locker room? Is it more about what Stephen Jones was talking about? Is it more you know, about the is – this, is this more about not the ability as it is the – Personality. You know, if if that's the case, we're going to find out here in less than a week. Yeah. Oh, this. this yeah. There's Why? no doubt because if some team goes out there and grabs him, they don't know about that yeah. stuff. Right. They just look at the talent. Sure. And and if somebody swoops him up and pays him, yeah. Yeah. I think you got your answer. You, well, and, but also teams need a, a splash too. You know, mm-hmm. there could be a team out there that that maybe needs something like that and Des Bryant certainly would provide that. You know, and they have the money for it and let let's do it. But you know, was it somebody was telling me this about Brian was it Brian Billick? He used to always say that the reason they they this is Randy Moss, yeah. Well, the, the reason they hire you is the reason they'll fire you. Yeah, exactly. And, and if, if that's kind of you know, Dez is was a passionate, explosive player. Sure. It was all great when they're winning, and now it's kind of the same thing. I'll say this about Dez though: every single thing that we were told about him when he was drafted has been true. Man, you read my mind. I was just going to go with what what's his what's his legacy here in Dallas. Well, but he, by the way, he retires. With a career of 531 catches. Well, he didn't retire. Retire. Did I say retire? I'm yeah. sorry. His career with the Cowboys has ended with 531 For now. catches, 7,500 yards, 73 touchdowns. And what were those 73 touchdowns? A franchise record? Yeah, yeah. They were. It's the best. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying... When we when he got, first got drafted, he was a guy that was the the best player in the draft, or the most explosive, athletic, dynamic receiver can make all these plays, jump out of the gym, and then. But also, you have to deal with some some off the field stuff. He's emotional. He's got Which some the baggage. Cowboys he, have always he, done. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't arrive on time. He's going to miss. You know, meetings here. He's going to can't be, run routes. Yeah. Well, okay. That that was it. That it, it never it. changed. And all all of it, and everything that he was. He, he was proven to be, but yeah. he was still he was still awesome. I mean, let's not forget what Mickey just said. I mean, nobody's caught more touchdowns than him. So, you know, it's part of one of the most famous plays, infamous plays in team history. That I, I never go away. I just think this is more about personality conflict than it is. Which I brought that up because you hear things and and Steven said it publicly. You know, he's got to be able to control his emotions, and, and yeah. it factors into what's his production level like. At this point in his career, what can you deal with? You know? I, I love Dak 
Prescott. I do. I, I think he's really he, he's going to be a really, really good player. I think he already is there. But the honeymoon is definitely over now. For a lot of folks. For a lot of folks. Yeah. Yeah. But now, like, would, when this happens, and I'm not saying. Oh, no, this that, is I'm a not, big move for a lot could, of people. They could be best friends. I'm not saying they are or they're not. But they obviously don't mesh well together as players on the field. And that's the Cowboys don't feel that way. So now it's like spotlights on you. You've you got to find players that are deck friendly, and you've got to go out and, and perform. I mean, the stakes have been raised for him at this point. In my opinion, when they when they let T.O. go at the end of the 08 season, they didn't really have a replacement. Miles Austin emerged midway through that season. They found a guy. He made a Pro Bowl the next year. They've got to have somebody step up. Alan Hearns, a couple years ago, thousand well, yard season, ten touchdowns. Had some injuries the last two years. Maybe you're banking on the fact that he stays healthy. He he maybe you know realizes that potential. Hopefully, maybe. hopefully they do a better job than when they released their previous three franchise players. Yeah. They released Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. Quincy Carter took over. Mm. They yeah. released Emmett, or mm-hmm. his yes. contract ran out. Released him, right? At least Bill, Bill Parcells released him. And, 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 and Hambrick. Troy Hambrick took over. Yeah. They released where Jeremy Mincy took over? Mm. Pretty much. Mm. Mm. No, so you're, you're, you better have a better answer for this one. Yeah, I, I think this is where you we released talk, Romo. We, yeah. Dak. Well, that one worked. <laughs> didn't make. They need to they didn't make out. the playoffs. You know, obviously they feel like yeah, you're right. right. Obviously they feel like they they have guys in place that they can they'd be okay with. But again, you got to be Nick, right. Nick talks about the draft and really what it is. Yeah, it, it, and it and it. I don't think it's I don't think it's saying okay, just go that route. But I I think now with all the legwork that they've done, that is that is the consideration. So do you worry that? I know the, that rookie guy is not going to be good the first year. Mickey. Right. That's what you're going to ask. And, and they haven't been, those first-round picks haven't been that good well, you can since, go back since, since the Julio Jones. Yeah, 14, draft. you could go back with Od- uh, Odell Beckham and those guys. Yeah, three out of 25. Yeah. Julio, A.J. Green, and Beckham. And and then Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper made the He's Pro the Bowl. only one in the last three yeah. years that's made the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Pro pick. And if you go back to 2012, yeah. so six drafts, only those other three guys have been to the Pro Bowl. It's a difficult position to draft. It's a tough transition, At least the right? first year. The first year, yes, Is absolutely. Be- because of the style of offenses they play in college and – I in addition to the quality of defensive backs you play against in college, if you're a receiver at Oklahoma. You never play pre- against press coverage in the Big Twelve, right? It's it's a track meet. The the, the the kid James Washington. That's why he's a downfield threat because nobody ever presses him or anything like. That. And in the NFL, just, you, just yeah, you get you get knocked around. You've got to figure out how to be a pro in the NFL early, and and, and a lot of guys don't. And the NFL, the, not early. You know, Sanjay Lyle is not going to be sitting there with a card telling yeah. his wide receiver, "Okay, there's your route." Yeah. You know, you got to figure it out on the run. Right. And those guys are used to running to a spot and mostly stopping. And all of a sudden, they get in here and go, "Oh, I got a route tree, and I got three alternatives here, and I got to figure out which one's the the one I'm yeah. supposed to run." Is Calvin Ridley an exception because he played in a pro style offense and his route running is? Well, pretty, Brian Dyball, Brian Dyball, who is now the coordinator at Buffalo, yeah, I mean some some routes. You look at that's where Amari Cooper came again, a different defensive, a different offensive coordinator there. You know, I, I feel like the guy that has the least route experience is Sutton. Mm. He's the one at SMU. If you look at the scheme that they play in, a lot of screens, like quick passing game stuff. You know, the, the, there's guys in this in this draft though that have, that have great. The, the kid Miller at Memphis can run routes. 
You know, I mean, that's you're just pointing to him. I'm right? pointing to Anthony Miller because I'm looking at this this magazine and it has all these receivers, and I'm looking at their bench press that they did yeah. at the combine. <laughs> I see ten, I see fifteen, I see twenty, I see ten, I see sixteen, I see twenty two. Anthony Miller. Yeah, that's a five eleven, one ninety. Yeah, and he's a playmaker too. I mean, he put absolutely now. now he's he makes some circus catches for you. And, and that's what's what I'm his, saying. What's his range? His range, pro- I, I, I've mocked him to us at fifty before. I think he's somewhere between probably uh, probably in that. We think just in the draft show again, not calling it, in, but we think the run of the, of the receivers is going to start at the top of the second round, like Kirk so, and those guys. Yeah, exactly. A lot of those guys. If they, if it's not late one, it's going to be the early two. I think people are going to settle in and they're going to say, just start picking these guys one after the other. So, so if you're the Cowboys, that, you're kind of in no man's land unless you want to spend 19 on a guy. Yeah, that that's what you got to know. That's what you, you you have to know if you know at 19 you might not get necessarily the best guy. Is that guy Smith? Who? The, the Anthony Miller? Anthony Miller. Steve Smith? Yes. No, I don't DJ think. DJ Moore. DJ is, Moore is, is, more, is more of a Steve Smith. The, the guy that really is more, uh, that DJ Moore's that way uh, with the way he's a little bit thicker guy. Well, that guy sounds thick. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Miller, Miller's. No, these are all. His comparison, are, and, and, you know, Dane Brugler does a great job. His comparison for Anthony Miller was Greg Jennings. Mm. Yeah. The one that kind of has me thrown off a little bit is DJ Shark. Or Chark. Yeah. Uh, comparison, Ted Ginn. If, if the that, quickness. Mm. The quickness. That's the case. At 6'3", Shark, 197 with a 40-inch vertical. Six, with, yeah. He, and he's a little, and, and the Cowboys went and worked him out the other day. Come on. Ginn's small. Ginn's short. Yeah, this guy's right. This guy's tall. And this tall. guy played his whole college career without a quarterback. The, what he's, the comparison then is with, with Ginn, this comparison is, though, when you watch Ginn play, the quarterback was a problem there. So the inconsistent, oh, okay. the inconsistency of the player. Trust me, as an LSU alum, I've seen plenty of games where Shark, where he makes spectacular plays. He's a dynamic punt returner. But I've also seen the concentration problems of lack. It's one of those things that you would worry about if he got in a system like this and they're feeding him the ball, feeding him the ball, and he's inconsistent catching the ball, that could wear on a guy. You want a guy that's got a lot of mental toughness to be that type of player. I think more with what we were talking about, more from Maryland, makes a lot of sense. He's played with like, you know, eight different quarterbacks. Mm. You know, he's seen a lot of bad balls. He's seen, you know, he hasn't had a lot of success as a, as with this with the wins and losses. But he's a tough kid that has production. That's why they brought him in because you watch him play, and I feel like there are guys there again. I worry about. I I would worry about Sutton, not the physical traits. I would worry about though the scheme to which he played in. Can he be consistent enough coming in here and, and making a difference initially? Can I ask you this? Does this team tell me if this is a stupid question? Does this team need a number one receiver? The way they're constructed offensively, that's a good question. Is Zeke the, the deodorant for everything? If he's there for sixteen games and is pounding the rock and getting you five I, yards of carry, I asked Des Bryant this question one time because I asked him about the running game, and he says, you know, and I've said it before, I never minded the numbers being down as long as we won. Right with the numbers. That's I always and, gave him credit for that because not all receivers not are always, like that. And now the minute they stop running the ball and stop winning, then and, and his numbers needed to go up. Yeah. But some t- in this system, you have to you have to put your numbers aside and say, okay, you know what made Cole Beasley such a good player for them two years ago? Seven targets, six catches. You know, eight targets, seven catches. He doesn't miss passes when you got the opportunity to make catches. I think that's the problem with Des Bryant. I think that was the problem with Des Bryant. Des Bryant didn't have those one or two extra catches a game to get his numbers up. He had a high target. 
he'd have maybe 10 targets but four catches. Mm-hmm. You know, now, let me tell you, Hearns is a little bit that way too. Hearns could be a 10-target, four-catch guy. You watch Jacksonville. That's that's exactly what he can do. They need to come up with a new stat. Well, I understand. the. Tar- I'm just saying. Targets, targets no. quality targets. No, no, uh, exactly. Not the quarterback but, uh, and throwing I mean, it over my head. Yeah, I'm just talking about the opposite. Counts. Counts as a target. Where was Dez on drops, though, last year? Uh, too many. Yeah, too many. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, let's call drops then. You know, Dez Bryant doesn't normally drop the ball. It's just a that was a bad bad campaign for him. He said he let things yeah. creep into his mind. Yeah. Too much outside noise. Yeah. He still had a better numbers than any wide receiver that was signed in free agency. Yeah. Well, so he was average. He wasn't bad. He was average. Yeah. For him. Unless you guys want to go in a different direction, I was thinking we wrap it up. Yeah. Where do you think we talked about where the Cowboys go next? What What do you think's next for him? I mean, he's available now, free agent. Got an opportunity to go somewhere else. What Would you tweet out, Mick? He said, I'll see you guys twice this year. Well, there's three options, maybe, within the division. Could be four. Maybe Houston. Houston. You play him in preseason. Mm. How far is Houston and Lovechkin? Not far. Not far. It's probably closer to here. That's not necessarily a good thing. No. Would you guys be surprised if he latched on somewhere and, and picked up where he left off a couple years ago? Like before, before all the injuries? That if, if he ended up with a quarterback that was accurate, and can throw the ball like Tony Romo would throw the ball to him, he could be he can once again be Des Bryant that we knew. Mm. Absolutely, he could. He needs to, he's now now he's got the bit between his teeth. Not that he always didn't work out hard. I mean, or get himself in physical condition. Now it's going to be there's going to be that passion you see about working out and getting ready to play. This will be tough. I think he's. I don't know. I, I just see him going to San Francisco. Not sure why. Playing with a good young quarterback. I had New Orleans on my mind, but we're talking yeah. about, yeah. I had oh. New Orleans as a team that, you know, Sean they, Payton. They need a guy. They need a. Oh, they've got that kid from Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. A war daddy. But they, you know, yeah. He, he, receivers are receivers. You yeah. Know, if you, get, you can put a bunch of good ones out there, it's hard to cover them all. So we kind of thought here. I think in your draft magazine, I think page 48 and 49 is going hit, to hit your spot. There. It may be <laughs> Cortland Sutton. Oh, yeah. There'll be a lot of guys. Check them out. Which, by the way, get yours today for only four ninety five exclusively. Ah, got a lot of eyes. Got Shop, a lot of eyes. Yeah. Shop.dallascowboys.com or by calling one eight seven seven nfc boys There you go. Well, any final thoughts? Mick scrolling through his tweets. I was just trying to see if Des had any final thoughts. He was tweeting a lot last night. Yeah. A lot. I think he was very nervous. I, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think he Cowboy... was very nervous about what was going to happen. Yeah. I do. Well, I think the Cowboy fans are... Um, Probably a lot of them are, are upset, um, and because and, we talked about it, they are a they were a better team on April twelfth than they are on April thirteenth right now. Yeah. However, you have to do this to open doors for something else. You might feel differently, but right now fans are frustrated. I don't blame uh, why I don't blame them because because this team doesn't have the talent on receiver that they did yesterday. That's true. We'll see if they, we'll see if it changes. Yeah. It's a good way to end it. Des Bryant officially released by the Dallas Cowboys. The only team he's ever played for in state guy grew up just down the road. It's got to be disappointing for him. Disappointing in for the, for the Cowboys as well. I'm sure they would have liked to end his career. Don't put your head in the sand. Keep yeah. Going. We'll find out where Des lands next. But you just put $8 million into your salary cap for nothing. See what happens. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Check out DallasCowboys.com for all our coverage on Des Bryant's release. For Mick, for Nick, for Brian, this is Rob. Thanks to Kent for producing and everybody in the back. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?